Sean is feeling a little under the weather tonight. Usually he chairs the meeting, he's here, but uh, his throat is a little scratchy, so uh, I'm going to chair in the meeting. So we'll open the meeting. Uh, first order on the agenda is public comments. Any public comments? Good evening, Steve Hughes, Seven, Seven Reservoir Circle. I, I, I'm just following back on uh, a meeting I came to back in October where uh, we had a discussion about, you know, new projects and such. And in that discussion, we, we, I asked if the survey was available, and I believe it was Ms. Lopez that told me it would be. And I did send a note to Allison. I know you didn't have an administrator at the time, and so I gave it a few weeks until you had Allison on board and sent a note out just requesting it. And uh, you were nice enough to send me back a, a small piece of it, but you didn't give me any real data that I was looking for. It was just sort of basic information, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I do know you had a discussion. It could have been at your last meeting. I took a peek at it on, on, uh, on the website. And uh, that you were open to allowing that to be public. And if that's possible, I'd like to get a, a copy of it. We posted, we posted. We posted stuff it, on our website. It, it's it's in the process of being posted. Okay. Um, there's started to post it. A little bit of a glitch, but fortunately, um, the this Thursday there's a website training being run by Lewis. So uh, I expect that all website issues should be hopefully resolved by next week. <laughs> so is that is we can that, we can you can send it to Steve though, can't you? Uh, Allison, the stuff that we're going to post? All the summary stuff? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you have any, do we have your email address? You, we give well, I, I still have it. I believe Allison has it. So I'd be just getting the, the balance of what I didn't get. Is that what, what I can expect? Yeah, I'll have to check on what exactly, Sean, if you recall, what exactly you had, I think you had sent, I think it was, was it just the survey data? Do you recall? I'll have to look up. Yeah, I mean, it was the question and the responses. Yeah, and but it was just the, uh, the the tabulated responses rather than the individual. I believe that's all I received. Okay, so there's also a summary of the focus groups that was done, and there's a summary of the forum, um, and then kind of an overall goal summary. And I'll, those will all be on the website, but I will also make sure that those all get sent to you um, within the next couple of days. So um, I just want to make sure, so I don't have to come back and bother you guys again. Um, the, so it would be the missing questions with the responses that were, that the public gave. Correct me if I'm wrong. So I think what had been discussed at the last meeting was that um, it would be the response, the tabulated responses. We couldn't, we can't send the individual survey answer comments because some of them have personal identifying information. Can't you cross that out? Did you give me any response? I mean, I don't need to know who did it. We, we, we cannot. So I will say one of the, the summary, um, one of the summaries that's going to be posted has a tabulation, actually. Let me bring it up here and show you. Um, where, for instance, uh, for a survey question, are there any specific active recreation projects you'd like to see considered where I've... Uh, added up how many people mentioned each of these specific things. Um, so you can see, you know, two people said they really wanted a music or performance space. I just can't send you the actual, you know, Mr. X said I want a performance space. Yeah, I, I don't blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but that's 
but you know, so we can't send those individual comments, but in terms of how many people talked about what specific ideas, that is here. And I and thank you. Okay, one last thing and I'll get out of here. Okay, in what you did send me, there was one question that asked how familiar, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, on, on how familiar are you with the CPC and, the, and, and how it works. And that was a pretty interesting response that there were a great many people that were only fairly familiar with it. And they were, so I mean, how are we going to do, because you, we're going to go to town meeting, we're going to ask everybody, we're going to put a great display up there, whatever that project is, okay? And that's what the people are going to see. But they have no way of really knowing, okay, of what that one piece of that costs. And we should be showing them that, okay? That's, that's the education because you're never going to get out there and educate everybody in town on how CPA works, okay? Um, but we, if we gave people a dollar and cents approach, so if you're going to put new lights at a ball field, and, um, and everybody wants new lights at the ball field, but they don't want to pay $10 million for new lights at the ball field, all right? So if we could explain that to them and, and what it's costing out of their pocket, I think that's one form of education that would really be beneficial. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. I appreciate your time. Any other, any other public comment? Yeah. The only thing I would add to okay. Mr. Hughes' comments is we did go back to Jen Golson and ask the question about sharing the data. I had proposed that it would be a good thing to share it, and Shauna made a suggestion that perhaps it wasn't told to the respondents that it would be shared, and that's pretty much what Jen said. Uh, she's not advising legally or permissibly. She's advising practically yeah. that um, none of the respondents were notified that their individual uh, responses would be shared publicly. So she doesn't have an authoritative position here. She was just expressing an opinion as, as it relates to all the raw data. Um, but I agree that more information and transparency is good, but in this case, um, there would have to be some effort to redact everything, and I don't think that's under consideration based upon the emails. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, right. yeah I think Wouldn't it's pretty good the way she did with the... Information Act? I'm sorry? Wouldn't that document be part of the Freedom of Information Act of Massachusetts? I can't comment on if that specific document, you know, would be or would not be. Um, what has been um, shown on the screen and what will be shared. Oh, no, that, I, that's yeah. fine with me. I'm is, not, I'm not is, suggesting I'm, yes, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, uh, asking Ms. Goldstein, I, if that's mm -hmm. her name, you know, whether it is or not, yes. I mean, we, there are rules and regs, which I'm sure yes. you guys know, there's four lawyers here tonight. Yep. All right, so, you know, I'm, all I'm saying is let's, you know, that if the document falls in that category, then we should be putting it out. There's no big deal. I think it speaks to future surveys in the sense that we should let people know. I mean, I would want to know sure. ahead of time. I would want to know, too. This was going to be yeah. public. And I think in fairness to our friends and neighbors who filled it out, you're right. I, my guess is it would fall under a, a FOIA request. But I, I also think there's this fairness question here. And this digest has everything. We didn't leave anything out in terms of that. So I, I, I'm fine either way, but I wouldn't want to take a survey and then find out that people knew you know, my exact survey result if it was, if, if I thought it was going to be anonymous. But if I knew it was public, you know, then at least I control that information. But it was public. 
Well, I don't think it was set up that way. I don't think we told people that we were going to release their individual right. answers. Yeah, I, I, think yeah, I assumed it, they would just tabulate it. We not, aggregate. Yeah. We had a thousand of that, them, so we aggregate them. And, and I believe that you know that that was the expectation on on behalf of you know folks who took the survey. The expectation that was set was that the results would directly inform this committee, as it has and that what would be publicly available was the tabulated results, just like what you saw on the screen. Um, the, there was no language, you know, to my knowledge, there was no specific language in the survey informing the survey takers that their individual comments and responses would be publicly available. And in the lack of um, that specific language and that um, expectation setting, it would not be appropriate at this point for the committee to release the individual responses, um, particularly because in viewing some of those individual responses, there was specific instances where personally identifiable information um, was noted in the comments. Yes, uh, and I don't think that should be exposed to anyone, right. you know, uh, in any situation. But I, all I'm trying to, to, to say is if you do put out these surveys again, we should be doing that because mm -hmm. even this survey, if pushed, okay, that information would be public. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And the question is, if we do that, does that have a chilling effect on people willing to answer? Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not suggesting that. No, I think the tabulated that, results are good because you can see I them all. Right. I, I know what you're saying. You're, you're totally right. But I think we're both right in the sense that by giving um, um, a full accounting of what the survey results are in the way you've put them. I mean, it's pretty literal in terms of what people said in there without identifying the individuals who said it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that's missing here. And it's rare. There were some cases, though, where people had, you know, put some information that was identifiable, and that's what we sort of took out of it. But um, I would prefer to release it all. I mean, really, I think that that's, that's the... the the best way to do it, but if we do a survey in the future and we say we may release this all this information publicly, we may not get a thousand. I don't know if we get a thousand answers. People are very private about their. Yeah, you got to find another way. Well, we do. We have we have focus groups. There's this is not the only thing we did. There's focus groups and community meetings. There was a whole bunch of stuff that went into it. So the survey only stands as one leg in the whole process. Yeah, how you use the survey is certainly your yeah. business. I, yes. I'm not trying to get out. I'm just, just interested to see it. Uh, Ms. Lopez has, has, has mentioned, and yourself has mentioned, about you know all the data that was there and how interesting it was. And frankly, I just asked to see it, yeah. which I was told I could see it. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a little bit of a project to see it. Right. So well, I'm sorry for that. And, I mean, and I apologize also no, that it's not on the website yet. Yeah. did a great I, job. You no, responded great. No, but I mean, it was decided, you know, a month ago that it was going to be on the website, and it's not yet, and I apologize for that. But so survey responses like this one, where it's by percentage or number of people who gave a specific answer, that will absolutely be shared. And as I said, this part that was, I made this summary of um, every single comment that you know, every single specific thing mentioned in a comment is reflected here. Nothing got skipped. So literally every person who mentioned, uh, you know, Frisbee golf course, they're all up there. Um, so hopefully between those things, and, and I agree, I think in the future, the committee may need to discuss, you know, other, you know, but for this survey at least, I think between what we can share from Jan Goldson's summary and the tabulating I did, it should, in encompass all the pertinent information. 
is the is the. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I'm going to be quick. My name is Peter Hennessy, for on the street, Ken. Um, I'm looking over the some of the information. I don't know if you can see it from your website. It's on expenditures since uh, 2015. And I was curious about if all of the expenditures are reflected in that, in these pages that are on your website. One. And two, I noticed that you break them out as open space, recreation, housing, etc. Right. So that I understand that there are four buckets that you guys have to attend right. to with, with the uh, money. Is there a breakout of where you are year, uh, to this point or by year as to each bucket? Yes, we did. Allison just did it for us. Great. And Is that going up on the website soon, Allison? Uh, it absolutely can, yes. Um, I don't think it had been specifically discussed, but if no one on the committee has any... Um, a lot of it is, you know, ca catching up on uh, on the website has has been a, a bit of a piecemeal thing. So we're, yeah. you know, the, uh, the the rules and procedures just got updated on the website, and as we go little by little trying to update everything. Um, let me see if, is this the type of information, let me see, does this answer your question where it is each year, you know, the amount spent under each bucket. So you can see up here, it's, you know, FY 15 through 23. Yeah, I, I, actually, I, I, I could go through, I think I can go through this information and put that together myself. But if you have it, that would be great. Yeah, so I don't know if you can see what's, can you see what's on the screen? Yeah. Is, That's what you emailed recently. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, but I'm just trying to, uh, does that answer the question, or were you asking more specifically? Uh, well, well, one of the things that I, I was curious about uh, was that the, the Tilden House, which I, by the way, I supported from early on. Um, it said in 2016 there was an expenditure of 478000 And that was the, that was the start of the re Reclamation. That was, that, was, right. that was phase one structural. Right. Correct. Was there any other spending beyond that? Yes, but not under CPA dollars. Okay, so it's not reflected no, in here. No, this, this is only an account against CPA. The Commonwealth of Massachusetts, uh, through the governor's office and the legislature, private fundraising, grants, Mass Historical Commission, a number of other right. funding sources, support that project and continue to support that tr project, but that this only reflects the two grants through the Community Preservation Act. There's a second one. Oh, what year was that one? Um, FY21. Yeah. Oh, so 20, 20 and 21 are not here, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 20 is... Oh, I don't know. On the website, you mean? So... Yeah. yeah. Um, is there a reason for that? I know COVID might have gotten away a little bit. Uh, again, that yeah, know, part of the website just hasn't that, been updated right. yet, if it doesn't have the last few years, but it's... But it's, for Tilda, I can give you that number. It's 450000 on uh, Phase 2 in 2021. So, so, so it's, we're going to add, from the town's perspective, about 900000 spent on... Through the CPA on the town-owned building. On Tilden? Yes. Yeah. And that will be reflected when when you catch up on the 
Correct, everything. So all the information that's here, that will all, you know, for every year, this is each year individually by bucket, and then we have the overall. But yes, you can see in 2016, um, the line item here, that's the the first grant, Tilden House Restoration. And then in 21, this is Tilden House Phase 2 is the highlighted line here. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I think it, it, I mm -hmm. think we go to 2019 here, and then nothing for 2021 or 22. Okay, um, I wasn't aware it was that far behind. Thank you for letting me know. Um, but yes, that is that will be updated in short order. Okay, can I call you uh, tomorrow for that? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> I can tell you tomorrow that it, it will be posted soon. So. <laughs> As I was, I said earlier, there's a. Uh, the, uh, the town website has uh, uh, quirks that I'm learning in terms of the editing process, um, but there's a training on Thursday that I'm hoping will help smooth the process of getting this, the CPA website to look exactly how we want it to look. Yeah, websites are fun. <laughs> uh, so, final question. If we were to look at the four buckets that you guys are dealing with, all equal no. at this point? No. No, no. no not no. meant to be. Okay. One, okay All I'll right. Give, I'll give you some numbers. 1.4 for open space. Okay. Go slow because I'm slow. Okay. Yeah. 3.2 for recreation. Yeah. 2.1 for historic. And 950 for housing. Thousand versus. 950,000. $957,200 to be exact. So about seven million seven hundred thousand dollars total since we began the program. Since, yes. So are you guys required to even that off? No. No. Okay. We're, we're required to put ten percent of our budget each year into each of the buckets. Into each bucket. Okay. Okay. But the unallocated money can go right. into any bucket. So, so like in 10 years, all of a sudden you're not going to say, oh my God, we got to put this much no. money into uh, no. open space or, no. or housing. But you or do have to either allocate it each year and bank it or provide it through uh, a grant process. So you, you, you have to spend it or hold that. Ten so every year, 10% is set aside. Right. Regardless of whether or not you actually distribute that 10%. Right. So you so got to put aside buckets, 10%, but yeah. the other 15%... That you would, if a seventy percent, yeah, yeah, because it's really not four buckets; it's three. One bucket is open space and recreation. Okay. Yeah. It gets ten percent allocated. Ten yep. percent historical. Ten percent housing, and then the balance of seventy percent can be spent on any category. Okay, and then as an administrative percentage, we're allowed to use, and that's how we save for our fees. So just just to make this simple for me, because I'm a simple guy, it's. Um, you're not stuck. You're not stuck with, uh, you're not behind on, no, you're in good shape. No. Uh, we are, uh, we pay a, uh, a bond that we took out, and that comes out of this as well on the, right. on the open space line. That was a one seven? For Paul Revere Heritage. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, th so if, we're not stuck because we, there's always cash coming in um, each year, and there's a match each year. Uh, but we generally spend at or below our means. Okay. Well, that's great. And I will also post this. Uh, this chart actually reflects 
uh, exactly what we're talking about. This is each of the colored blocks is one of the buckets and this shows over the year. Uh, so you can see that <clears throat> open space and recreation, um, certainly recreation in general. I can see you're an higher. Excel wizard, so, so that's good. <laughs> but, uh, but that will also be posted and, that, and that's kind of a more visual, you know, you can see that they're, they're not even at all, but there's no requirement. And, and, I, and I would just add that there, by design of the program, there is no expectation that the buckets would be equally allocated. So the right. fact that you see one spiking much higher than the other from year to year yeah. is, is not any indication of you know, trouble or something right. wrong. Um, it's, it's by design because the needs of each com uh, community right. um, and their CPA allocations you know, differ. Some, some communities value historic preservation right. more than other communities, for example. And so that flexibility in allocating is yet another reason why the community preservation plan and the feedback um, from the community is so important. So for the survey responses, just to connect the dots, right? Um, the survey responses, the, um, the forum that was held, all that feedback that was captured last year, which we value tremendously, is what directly informs which you know, bucket gets more or less. Yeah, no. Uh Perfectly reasonable, right? So uh, that's good. But in conclusion, so w w we're going to get this these numbers up to date, so nerds like me can look at it and go uh, and be happy with that. Yes. And I can do my Excel sheets and stuff. Absolutely. And yeah, please don't. How soon do you think this? Seriously, I mean, it's not that much stuff, right? It's like yeah, we can fit a whole year on. You know. Yeah. The uh, seven lines. Now that the uh, the annual town report is done, the the figures are all caught up, and so it's it's more of a matter of uh, we have only I have only information. It's more a matter of just getting the website to display it in a way that you know will look right and not drive me completely crazy. Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> I might say it too that Allison is only a part time employee. She's not a full time employee of the town, so she's only here. Less than 20 hours a week, so right. she has her she has her hands full in that 20. No, hours I can uh, I can I can imagine. Uh, yeah. Would this spreadsheet be of some help? Couldn't we share that? I mean, this is excellent work, and it's exactly what you're looking for without the trappings of it being listed. Why, right. why recreate the spreadsheet? The would be great. That would lead to I mean, a lot less broken glass Absolutely. Um, if if you want to. Um, uh, maybe not on camera, but provide me your email address, or if you just want to email me tomorrow at you know ccpc at town.canton.ma.us, I would be happy to email it to you right away. Okay, this is better than the website, and this will probably go to the website, I'm sure. Yeah. But this is very good. It's really good. Yeah, great. Okay, happy. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll go uh, to the next item. I just I mean, a quick question. I'm sorry. Allison, just one on the topic. Thank you. Um, when you did this, right, because I did something very similar, and it, the work product's excellent, I agree. Um, in regards to Paul Revere Heritage Site, I had, um, I had listed that at $2,120,500, um, which as of 2020 was about 41% of um, the total expenditure. And the reason that I say that, and I'll, I'll be very brief so we can move on, is that, you know, numbers are funny, right? They're, you can, the person prevent, presenting the numbers can do them differently. I think what you did is, is really, really good. 
But it looks like what you did was presented the Paul Revere not as an expenditure or a liability, but you just accounted for it starting with the debt service that became payable in uh, 2020. Is that right? Does that sound right to you? Uh, yeah, in terms of the when when CPA funds were actually expended uh, for it. Right. Even though we all know there's a longer obligation that is encumbering the funds each year. Correct. Okay, so when I send you my version of this when I first came on the board and did the exact same thing, uh, but it, it's not as good as yours, um, we, we came up with a pie chart that showed Paul Revere, because it was the single largest expenditure bonded over 10 years, I wanted to see what that looked like. So I'm gonna send that to you and you can just kind of play with the numbers and see what see if that's worthy of presenting inside of yours. Sure. Um, I hope you guys understand the issue, right? Mm -hmm. It's just presenting mm -hmm. it on a cash basis, not on, mm -hmm. a, on a liability basis uh, against what's, what's coming in. Uh, but the work product's excellent. Thank you for taking the time to do it. Uh, yeah, absolutely, whatever you'd like to send. I, I, I couldn't quite figure out a way to, uh, you know, so you can see, so 2016, where it just says debt service instead of an amount. Yeah. Um, that was kind of uh, in my way of trying to reflect it, but you know, I didn't want to say, oh, this much money was spent in this year, but then also mention the payments later, because then it would be like showing that it got paid double. So uh, please, whatever you have, I'm always looking for better ways to display. Yeah, it, it may be interesting, the committee, because when you put the total expenditures for Paul Revere against everything else, um, it was Tilden House at around 900000 then it was Paul Revere at around $2.1 When you only see the debt service each year, it doesn't incorporate that. Mm -hmm. And if we, if we have a decision, if we look at the data and decide how we want to present it, I think it's significant because it's by far the largest project, twice as large as any other project, um, and encumbered the funds for 10 years. Uh, and when you think about the buckets and the percentage of buckets, it changes it dramatically. Mm -hmm. If you put 2.1 million in there, um, it also actually changes the number, the total number of allocated funds. Um, so uh, I'll I'll share that with you as promised, and then we could always add it to an agenda item if if anybody's interested in a nerdy conversation about how you <laughs> how you account for these mm -hmm. things. Uh, but I found it interesting and wanted to know that when I came on the board. So thank you. Thanks. That's Dr. all I have. I, I just want to say that in the past. Um, I remember at least one of the reports um, being dis displaying the numbers the way that you've done so because it's an apples-to-apples -apples comparison of money out, but footnoting that there was indeed an, an obligation um, in so far as the you know total bond payment uh, remained payable connects with Paul Revere so that the committee in its deliberations would never forget that there was that um, big obligation. And indeed, I, I think even in a past annual report, we made that notation so that the public was also aware. Um, presumably, many of the voting public who were in town meeting were very conscious of this. But nevertheless, in the interest of full transparency, we did it both ways. But I think to bury it in these numbers might be a little bit misleading. But just, right. just for your consideration. I like the footnote idea, too, because the, with, the, with the thing, it, it, it's over 10 years. Yeah. So it might cost twice as much, 
But in 10 years, it might be even. We don't know that yet. Well, I, I think I agree, and I like the mm -hmm. idea of presenting it both ways, because it also raises another issue that's come up in discussion, which mm -hmm. is this, this committee and this fund is capable of doing large projects. That was a conversation surrounding, no, yeah, it's a good uh, idea. in fact, uh, rolling, you know, putting a pause, and one of the benefits mm -hmm. of rolling it would be there would be twice as much money in the next fiscal year. And I think that to the extent that people are interested in being educated, they should know that this committee and this fund can, prod, can fund uh, a $2 million project with a bond uh, if it desires to do so, because that was one of the first projects that was funded. Um, so I think that it's a good education. It's a more complete analysis of what's been spent. It's the largest project. Um, so I think I agree. Um, I. I I don't like I don't like the words burying it in the numbers. I know that's not what you meant uh, in any negative way, mm -hmm. but I do like the idea that um, it's presented in in total and then put in the right bucket. I think it presents a nicer picture on the whole for people to see where the, see, where the dollars I look are at, spent. I look at that pie chart. Is that the one there? Yeah. And it looks it's totally inaccurate to me. How so? Because that Just big the numbers. It's yeah, but but it's one number is over ten years, yeah. and you're putting it with all numbers that are over one year. Yeah. If you, so yeah. so to me, that is not an accurate picture at all. Okay. So I guess it, it, it I'm just me. interrupting. Yeah. Uh, just to make sure I'm kind of getting this correctly, it seems kind of like, um, so what I have here is what money was allocated to be yeah. spent mm -hmm. each year. Right. But we're talking about a display of what projects were funded each year. Well, so it's kind of just a matter of, May, I'll yeah. just make sure that you know it's very clear when it's displayed which version this is. Is this what the committee voted to fund this year, or is this what funds are actually being spent each year? Which I think is the main. I like difference. it by year. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I think, like I said, and with the footnotes saying we're going to have, I don't know how much we spend a year. Say it's fifty thousand dollars. I know it's more, but with a footnote that says fifty thousand dollars is allocated every year for seven more years, six more years, five more years, four more years, so people see it. So let me make the counterpoint there, because I agree with you. I think it's a good discussion. Um, the reality is that with the interest, we've spent a lot more than the face amount, because that's interest over 10 years. So I think presenting it both ways allows somebody that's reading it to choose a way, you know, just to see it How presented the, differently. Well, we can do whatever. Yeah. I don't care, but I think that pie doesn't show anything. Well, it shows the dollars. It shows one were, project over ten years. No, we, we, with we, we built the pro. We, no, we we built the interest into this. Yeah, the interest payments are included. They had bonded the amount at a certain rate, so right. that's already in. It doesn't yeah. go up anymore. We're not paying more. In fact, I think this was restructured, and we wound up paying less when it's, all was said and done. It's about ten thousand dollars less each each year. Each year, so this face value on Paul Revere was around one point seven. When we went to town meeting, that's the number yeah. I think I recall. And I like think that. when I added it up, and I could be mistaken, it came out to about 2.12. Right. So I no. think that 400000 interest. No, um, that's because the amount that was uh, ultimately bonded included um, another <coughs> project related to the purchase. It was the sprinkler system, I believe. I got it. And, and, and the lighting on the paths. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, so that was just that 1.7 became... Uh, 2.2 2 or 3 yeah. that didn't represent it. And by the way, I just made this internally just to get my no, handle. No, I'm, I know, not, I, I'm not taking a position. No, I'm, I'm just, just saying if you discussion. let... I, no, it's a great discussion. But I think like when you put it in the pie, 
with an in, with you know if if it's a three year I don't know how much the pie represents is it three years no it's all the years no, no, all, uh, up until it, it, 2020 that is accurate that that is oh so you're not you didn't so in that piece of the pie that's not 2.1 million for the it is, but you're the only one that's ever seen this pie, except for me and someone in my office. I was just trying to get a. But no, if it. I look, so so I'm looking at this visually, yeah, and it looks like so. Say that's forty five percent of the pie. Forty one point three. So in ten years, is it still going to be forty one point three percent of the pie? No, it's going to be less because the total number of allocated dollars is going to grow. So exactly. you make a good point. So yeah. I mean, someone looks at that from if I'm looking at that, I'm saying like, oh my God, we're spending all this money. No, but if you only put two hundred seventy five thousand a year in actual dollars spent, it way under represents. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I apologize. I'm gonna wrap this up because yeah, I'm fine. We, we spent <laughs> enough time. My, my recommendation and preference is to show it by year um, with clear explanations um, reflecting the total amount that was committed. Um, right. I, I believe that documents, uh, tables, charts should be as self-documented as possible, and so there's no need to call somebody to ask what does this number represent. And so I think to the extent that we can um, add that clarification to this you know year by year view i think that would resolve the concern i would need to edit this anyway before posting it just because the way i've put it i you know i made debt service its own column kind of for my own mm -hmm. you know but these but that number is also included in these numbers so yep. i wouldn't be able to post like this anyway because i think that would be confusing so i'll make sure it's well labeled. <laughs> and just one final comment it may represent only a tiny bit of paper, real estate, but um, I think taking the time to make sure the numbers are right, that it's user-friendly to understand, and maybe it's vetted with you know some people who with new eyes that can look at it, we're, we're um, well advised to take that time, put it up right the first time, then to rush to get it out. Um, you know, even though we're all committed oh. to transparency, yeah. mm -hmm. let's make sure, as the chair said, that it's it's um, it's easy to understand exactly. um, yes. by any member of the public. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, we're ready to move on. Next item. Uh, we have the minutes of January 9th. Everybody had a chance to look them over. They're very comprehensive, Allison. Mm -hmm. I must say. <laughs> Thank you. We have a motion on on, on the minutes. So Second. I'll second the motion. All in favor? Aye. Aye. 6-0. Financial report. Unfortunately, we do not have a, uh, a treasurer. She resigned this morning. Mm -hmm. She resigned from the recreation and the uh, CPC. Mm -hmm. So uh, we will be looking for a volunteer to take over the, uh, the treasurer's position. Can you remind me? Which committee, Stacy? Parks and Recreation. Thank you. So, the December budget numbers were sent to everybody. Uh, Allison, do you have any uh, issues with this uh, document that was sent out by uh, Allison Podersky, I believe? Um. <laughs> I didn't see any problems with it. Um, every month, Allison sends me these, and I go through and I just not make sure that um, all the up-to-date expenditures are 
are noted, you know, I have a, a list, you know, spreadsheet of all open projects and, you know, just update the numbers of what's been spent. Um, but I didn't see anything abnormal in any way. Okay. Is that the Munis report? Is that the Munis report? Yes. Okay, this was an example of something I found particularly not user-friendly <laughs> to the un- Educated in this report, so Munis isn't is not isn't Munis is not meant to be user friendly because okay. <laughs> I really struggled with it. Yeah. Um, but this is just the accounting that the town is writing out. It doesn't give us a complete yeah. picture. Um, so I hope it means something to you and and to the next treasurer. It didn't mean much to me. Um, I totally agree. Um, so I was actually hoping for a discussion around this. As per the agenda, Go ahead. is it possible for us to reschedule this discussion with perhaps Mr. Scollins, Scollins, Randy, Randy, to come in and maybe ask him. somebody walk us, somebody who had a hand in designing this, to come in and explain it to us? I think it's a critical part of understanding where we stand financially. Mm -hmm. what, one thing I will note that the the uh, pickleball court money is still on in this report because they hadn't received the minutes where it was closed out. Uh, so the next report in January will take that $116,000 out, $116,600. That's on page 75. So when the committee votes to close a project and return the unused <laughs> funds um, to the CPA accounts, um, I can't, it, it gets sent to accounting for them to close it out after it's been approved at the next meeting and uh, it wasn't until the January meeting that the November and December minutes were approved so it wasn't until after this report and I think even January's report um, that yeah that they were but as John said it should any everything that was voted to be closed in November should be off the report by the next summary report that we get any other Question? Uh, just one. In the absence of a treasurer, and Stacy, I think, had, in my opinion, a great handle on this Absolutely from all the accounting right. that was done, um, I think, the session before last. Um, I, I guess my only question is if anybody is aware, so, since she resigned suddenly, of anyone that's as familiar as she was with this document, maybe since you called on Allison, um, <laughs> I might start with you. Do you feel like you have good command over this information, or is there a big gap that we have to fill here with a new treasurer? Uh, I mean, I'm not, I can't speak to whether or not the committee needs to have a treasurer. I can say I am um, familiar enough with Munis that I, I, I know what the report is saying, and I, you know, I'm not an expert, but I know how to read it. Um, and I, you know, I take these numbers and I put them into things like like this Excel sheet that is, um, you know, all of the the fund distribution and income for each year and so on and so forth. Um, I will say I think the December one isn't super helpful in terms of it being like a year end thing because it wasn't the end of the financial year, so all the tracking is done by financial year uh, rather than calendar year. Uh, so this is actually kind of a, a mid-year report, um, but certainly any specific questions about any of this part, I can hopefully answer, or I, I speak with uh, Kathy and Allison pretty regularly. I annoy them quite a lot, so <laughs> um, I don't know if that answered the question or not. <laughs> sort of. I, I guess what I'm saying is, 
if I volunteered for treasure, which I'm very hesitant to do, how big is the gap that has to be filled? And the only reason I'm hesitant, I mean, I work with numbers all day, so I feel very natural and comfortable around them. I just have been, my time has been encumbered, so to take on another responsibility would be tough. But it could be some time before somebody steps forward to be treasurer, I would think. I um, mean, I, I don't know if it answers your question. I would say, um, so when I first came on, Stacy and I had a, a really long meeting, and we went through all sorts of stuff, and it was incredibly informative. Um, and then she kind of got buried under her own thing she has going on, which is why she needed to resign. So she and I haven't actually met in months. So okay. any treasury type reporting that's been done I've, has just been me individually. Um, so. Okay, so I guess my final question is maybe I'll just take this offline with you and kind of try to understand it. But I think that this is an important part of what comes next on the agenda, which is understanding the amount of money that we have to allocate is very important to the timeline to allocate it. Right? Mm -hmm. So I'm almost thinking that there should be some kind of deadline in here, uh, at which point we need to know how much is available uh, for for allocating. Right? There has that has to happen at some point. I mean, we have. I mean, you can see here we have um, general figures already for FY24. Um, so and you know. Basically, I mean, I don't know if this is a deadline, but there didn't seem to be any problem with um, Randy getting me, you know, the projected revenue and all that by, I think it was early January he sent that. Um, and so, you know, at this point, any number in red um, is not a final number. Any box that's yellow means it's a projection. Um, like for instance, you can see admin expenses for FY23, 41,595 was what was allocated at town meeting, but after the end of the fiscal year, I'll be able to update that to what was actually spent for administrative and that'll update the numbers for FY24. But this is fairly generally accurate, you know, within, um, you know, a few thousands, I would say. So we can say like at this point, we can say that there is about 1.2 million available for uh, that will be rolled over into FY25. Yeah. Um, I would say although we never um, knew it at the time that we made the decision to pause um, applications for this year, it turns out that the unexpected departure of our treasurer is yet another reason that it ended up being a very good decision because it gives us a little bit more time for Allison, you to get comfortable, and we're going to need um, a treasurer. Mm -hmm. I suspect that will happen far sooner than the time we need absolute precision about making funding decisions in essentially a year from now. Right. Um, so we, we've got good information to work with. Uh, and you're making good progress. Mm -hmm. We do need to find a committee member who's willing uh, to take this on on a permanent basis. Although, you know, um, thank you, Mr. Leonetti, for even considering doing so on a temporary basis. Um, but we've got time. We've got, yes. We just found out about this this mm -hmm. morning this as morning. a committee. Yeah, right. um, and we've got another year um, mm -hmm. before we're in a position of making funding decisions. Right. But we'll need a treasurer sooner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As I was saying, we need the treasurer before we need this precise information.
Well, John knows the. This is the numbers guy as far as I'm yes. concerned. So let's wait and see. Um, the rec folks will send us a new. I assume they would. Yeah. Allison, I apologize. What's the name of the Excel file that you just showed there with the um, orange in there? It says current. It's the current CPA fund report. Um, that one I can send out. Oh, you didn't send that out. No, okay. this was no, no, okay. looking for I'm I'm looking for it no, no, sorry, just your question about, you know, there were literally 10 attachments so last year. No, no, I'm sorry, this, is just, okay. this was just me showing that, we, you know, we do have a lot of numbers the and, and they are, I'm keeping them up to date. In light of Stacy's, the announcement her resignation, I, I'd request to see that and it'll, mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll be helpful. You do a very nice job. Yeah. Thank you. If that's okay. Yeah. No problem. I will send it to everybody. Thanks. Thank you. <clears throat> Next uh, item. 25 funding uh, timeline, pre-applications closing, full applications opening, and closing dates. To decide on some dates uh, for the application process. Do we have any suggestions from anybody? When we could close the pre-applications mm -hmm. and open the full applications. My, my initial thought is to um, continue the pre-applications up until the date when they would normally close yeah. this year, which, if I'm not mistaken, is around what September, October time? Uh, usually about the first week in October. October. First week in October. Okay. Keep them. Just to be consistent with previous years. So it seems they'd still they'd still only have the the month or so then to do the full application. I don't know how many applications you. Free applications you've gotten so far? We've only gotten two so far. Two um, so I think far. I, I've heard from a few others that they're waiting to find out what the deadlines are. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, my guess would be you'll probably get more after town meeting. But um, I, I will say, I think I, I'm looking to find out when were the dates in past years um, because I think that there's going to be probably more funding mm -hmm. requests than in past years. So um, it may need to be started earlier than. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That, that does sound reasonable. Close those pre-apps sometime in okay. maybe August and get to final apps on the schedule. Mm -hmm. Because the two that you've got, the pre-apps, have they been reviewed and they fit within CPA? So they're bona fide and that's, there's two in line. Mm -hmm. And we said, you know, we're going to give people a fair chance to, to get these pre-apps in, so... I'd like August. But How about August 15th, then the middle of the month and for, for the pre-apps, and then the regular date for the full application? Yeah, as long as we can get these reviewed in time for January, you know. Lisa? Uh, well, I, there's no reason that we can't review, we, through Allison, review the pre-app on a rolling basis, mm -hmm. you know, right, right, the right, right to the right, end. Right. Yeah. And, and if the uh, feedback to the applicant is, you know, some part of your application is eligible, some part is not, then they have that time within which to have it conform. If the feedback is it's applicable, there's no reason that they can't begin working on a full application no. immediately. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, so they've got plenty of time. I mean, I, I, we've got the luxury of this time, and hopefully that will mean that we get much better quality, mm -hmm. you know, applications uh, in terms of budget specificity, in terms of description. Ultimately, I'd also like to see applications that are 
aligned with our community preservation plan and of course we haven't completed that so they're a little bit of a handicap but if, if we can tell the applicants now you know check you you're eligible mm -hmm. you know get started yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. yeah so open full apps right away well, well no they're not open they never they, you're just allowing them to go to that next phase and then the deadline will the real deadline for them is going to be the date they're due right but if if, if they file a pre-app and uh, the feedback to them is that you're eligible they can begin their their full application and they can submit it whenever they like I, I agree. Uh, that's I, just a suggestion. Yeah, I, I, I agree in principle with that suggestion. The only question slash concern I have is around the um, the full application process usually is guided through a liaison yeah. that's designated right. by this committee. That's true. So are we then committing to assign liaisons to projects before opening formally opening right. the full applications? Well, that's a great point, too, because mm -hmm. you don't know how many are coming in an open space versus historic versus so so taxing the liaisons would then be the issue if you've got Correct. seven and there may be more in the wings so maybe we figure out where we stand at a certain point and start putting liaisons in place so that they can start yeah. helping mm -hmm. people right yeah. yep. I do like the August 15th mm -hmm. proposed date so, sorry, just for my own edification, what, like around when in past years did pre-apps close versus full apps? It was around October, first week of October. For pre-apps? Uh, for pre-apps to close, and then at the same time, full applications to open. Um, and at that time is when we would assign liaisons to really work one-on-one -on -one with each applicant to develop and you know, really refine the full application. Um, and so I'm just, you know, not sure if we want to commit to assigning and, and committing those resources right. before. That would be a departure from past. When practice. did full apps close in the past? Uh, mm -hmm. They're not around Thanksgiving, no? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no end, of, end of November. Yeah, yeah. end of November. Yeah, right, yeah, right after Thanksgiving. Public hearings were in, right, the week were in December. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, January. but it's likely we'll need more because there'll be more applications because there's more money. Right. Unless there's some super huge ones, right? And that would be different. But so August and October instead of October and November. I might propose that we move it sooner than August, only because we're presumably going to announce this at town meeting that pre-apps are open, and it creates a significant gap of time, in my opinion, between somebody having the concept of a pre-app and the closing being June, July, three months out. So maybe that's not so bad. But I do agree that moving things through the process and assigning liaisons, I don't see any reason to wait. I think it serves us all well to know the volume and the quality of the applications and the origin of the applications and assign liaisons to help with the deployment of the capital. We're all on the committee. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't do that and maybe compel people to get them in sooner. Uh, because from August, it's only going to be another month, two months, before the next round of pre-apps are in. That could create a little bit of confusion, I think. Um, just a few thoughts. Say that last part I know again. we're on well, uncharted yeah, territory. I'm not sure if we wouldn't open pre-apps. Pre-apps are open now. We close them in, if we close them in August, we don't open them back up like we normally would do. Oh. Okay, I'm totally misunderstanding. Okay. I thought it was pre-apps for the year where we didn't fund, and then the regular cycle would start again for the year that they're, we are they're funding. They're together. Yeah, you know, 
they're together. Everything's together. Oh, so then because you have the one pot of money by that point. Oh, so, so then I guess my question is, why would we change any dates at that point in time? The only reason I think you change some dates is because you're going to get either larger or more complex or more applicants, and you got to force them all through the public process in December. You may not have enough time with the holidays, mm -hmm. public meetings. Get we've always been up against that crunch in the past. I remember the long meetings, I mean, yeah. right? And yeah. and multiple, three, yeah. four meetings just to get through the application public process, and then it, we'd vote in early January, mm -hmm. and then we started setting up support for town meeting yeah. because you had to get ready for the warrant. So I, you know, I don't think we're far off. I just think that we've got to give ourselves another four to six weeks in the process. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Then I guess my thought then is it goes right to the original, you know, why were those dates in place to begin with? Because I really like the symmetry of closing it out by the end of the year and let everybody take a break for the holidays. Well, but this year we have so much more, theoretically. No, I understand. Yeah, but normally I think we go, we go back to the regular schedule as soon as we can. Well, why would you do that if it has you working through December and January? Is it, is it Either not? way, you're working through the fall into December. Or, but, but this the, year it's going to be amplified, I'm guessing, but maybe not. Maybe it just appears to me the heaviest lift comes in December and January. That's yep. when the final applications are due and the applicants are coming in. That also coincides with the holidays. The, the vacation is right. John, the full application is due in November. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. The end of you November. You said December. Yeah. yeah. No, the end of November. Right. And then through December and January is when all this work has to be done. Right. If we're reevaluating, and I'm just asking, just based on common sense, can we pull the whole schedule forward a month and complete? Yeah, the, we're saying the same thing. Well, yeah, well, but not, and not go back in future years. Oh, is what I'm suggesting. I don't see the logic in going back. Oh. Well, you know, I, I, I think the schedule, um, despite some of the challenges previously, has worked. Now I'm open. I think you know we have additional reason this particular year to, to move it back, as was you know, articulated. Um, and so I can see this as sort of an experiment. If, yeah. if it works well, then, do then it. Yeah. this committee could take up the matter of potentially making that schedule permanent going forward. But until we have learnings from it, um, I don't want to you know, commit one way or the other. I, I would agree with that. And, and just you know, for, um, to, to remind ourselves, the reason why the schedule was put in place uh, to begin with is the reality that so many of the individuals and the committees that do the work, even to prepare for the pre-app, <coughs> don't meet very often during the summer. And so we were conscious that if we had a due date that was during July or August, it might, do an, it might be an undue burden um, for uh, you know, some of the people who might otherwise want yeah. to mm -hmm. participate. But, uh, you know, it yeah. well, we'll might learn something different. But there, yeah, was yeah, yeah. Right. there was a reason. There was a reason. And I would also add to that the, um, you know, that, that crunch time going, especially going into January, where we had long meetings, where the applicants would come in, um, just as a general process improvement matter, right? You know, there were folks that were waiting, sitting, waiting for their turn, right? As other applicants, mm -hmm. you know, got up to do their presentations, and so, um, you know, I think that's another reason starting it sooner. Um, would be beneficial so that we can spread those meetings out and keep folks from having to wait so late into the evening. Um, so I, I think there are many reasons it makes sense this particular year to to move the schedule back and start things sooner. 
Um, and then we'll see how it goes and decide if it makes sense to commit similar adjustments in future years. Yeah, we might <coughs> like it. Right. Yeah. Would you consider a, a, a deadline of either a Monday or a Friday as opposed to midweek? Yeah. In the, in the past, they were all Fridays. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would propose the by 5 p.m. August 18th is when we close pre-apps. Gives people yeah. that week. John, what do you think? Yeah. Just middle of the week. We have a motion on it? A motion? Yeah, I'll make a motion that we um, close the pre-apps for the next funding cycle on August 18th at 5 p.m. And friendly amendment that we um, advise anybody who files a pre-app um, that we will review them on a rolling basis. Second? I'll um, second. Just a question on the amendment. Does that mean we're reviewing them to assign liaisons, or are we bringing them to the committee for review? Um, well, typically, um, the administrator has reviewed the eligibility, and if there's any question whatsoever after the administrator has sought input from, sometimes it's the coalition director, or sometimes it's town council, and then sometimes she comes back to, you know, through the chair to the full committee. So it's an administrative review you're proposing. Correct. The, the applications yeah. that are coming in now, the pre-apps, are only going through an administrative review. They're not going to be reviewed by this committee on a rolling basis. That's that's what that's the intention. Got it. Okay. When can we start assigning liaisons? Let, let's finish this motion oh, and then we'll. So the motion has been made and seconded. Made and second. Yeah. All in favor? Aye. 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 Six zero. Now, so, full full application. Oh, no. the deadline for full apps? Full apps. You want to give them 10 weeks? What is that? Brings you to the uh, end of October, the 23rd. Which I'm sorry, what? Oh, we, oh that, that, that Friday would be the 27th. That's 27th? Yeah. So that's essentially pulling it forward for one month. Right. Then has been the case. Right. I think that works. Yeah. Gives you about 10 weeks or so. Yeah. A mm -hmm. little, little bit more. So we have a motion on full application uh, closing on. October, what did we say? October 27th. October 27th. 23, close of business. 27th at 5 p.m. We have a second on that? Wait, I'm sorry, could somebody please restate the full motion? Yep. Yeah, I make a motion that we um, close the full application cycle on October 27th at 5 p.m. I'll second. Discussion? All yeah, in favor? Aye. 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 Six zero. So we bought them. Okay. Community so, preservation plan. Sorry, just to go back oh, for a sorry. moment. Um, I'm just still not clear on. Did you want people whose full apps that oh, excuse me whose pre apps I've reviewed to be able to go right into the full application, or do they need to wait until pre apps no, close? No, 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 no they go right into it. Okay. That, I mean, that's the benefit of giving them a rolling administrative review. Right. You determine that they're eligible, they can begin, you know, immediately. And then the liaison part? We need to know what they to are. To be determined by the chair. Yeah. yeah. Can I make so at the, at the next meeting, if you have applications, Allison, you have two now. You have others. Bring forward, and we'll assign a liaison at that, at that point. But that answers my question addresses my comment which is we'll see them as a committee on a rolling basis as yep. well so we have yep. a sense thank you okay
Just to clarify, we will see them if they pass the initial administrative okay. review. Right. I like it. Okay. Community preservation plan. Allison distributed all the uh, survey data from the uh, from uh, all the mm -hmm. forum the groups, the surveys. Uh, questions, comments on it? some thoughts okay. um, that I wanted to share um, and I and I did participate in all the forums the online forum I reviewed every line of the survey um, and reviewed them again um, and I guess my first observation is that our residents are very interested in how our CPA dollars are spent <laughs> Um, I mean, there were over a thousand survey respondents, and this was not a quick and dirty survey. Somebody had to really spend some time. I, I thought that was very gratifying, and even though it's clear that significantly more education is needed about what's uh, both eligible and what's not permitted, I thought it validates this committee's effort to go out and, and um, do what was a significant investment of resources. Um, time, at least, as well as money in, in going out to, for, this, for the community. Um, I also thought um, that the results of it validated that this committee and town meeting, in, at least in my view, has been making funding decisions that were really aligned with what the current community input is, um, which at a very highest level said that People were interested in most of the money going to recreation and open space, and indeed, most of the money over time has gone to recreation no and space. open space. So I thought there was some real linkage there, and that was really helpful to see. Um, I thought most of the individual input, quite as expected, was based on an individual's reaction to projects either funded or not funded. Um, or their own family's needs and interests, which is, again, exactly what we asked for and completely uh, expected. But trying to step back, it just seems to me that our committee's job is to try to understand, at maybe a higher level of abstraction, taking all of this data, um, trying to put it in context, um, trying to see some trends, trying to connect some dots, um, and bring to bear what we also represent, meaning that, you know, uh, given the fact that we represent, you know, the Select Board, the Conservation Commission, the Historical Society, Capital Planning, all of the above, you know, we have a knowledge of the master plan. We have a knowledge of the town's operating plan and capital plan. We have a knowledge of the housing trust, you know, housing production plan. Um, you know, the open space plan, we need to bring that to bear as well. So with all of those lenses, I had three great takeaways from this data 
um, that I thought I heard people saying, and with the committee's um, lens, it made sense, at least to me. The one is that we really need to leverage, use these dollars to leverage our open space and recreational resources. We have many. Um, and we need to be spending money to add amenities to make them more user-friendly, to make them more accessible, um, keeping in mind that we can't use dollars for operating expenses um, for routine maintenance, but let's take care of what we have and sustain it and grow it and make it available to more people. Um, but I also saw in the data this um, desire, and, and perhaps this is just my interpretation of the data, to sort of look for big, audacious projects that in all likelihood are not going to be funded by the year-to-year you know, -year municipal budget. Um, and ideally can accomplish multiple CPA goals. And, and I thought the Revere Heritage Site uh, was an example of that. Um, before it was in existence, nobody would have said, well, let's take those 40 acres and create this because nobody could have imagined it. But now that it's here, I think there's quite a bit of community support. And that, indeed, um, is an intersection between recreation, open space, historical preservation, mm -hmm. um, in a way that accomplishes lots of CPA goals. Um, and trying to identify other opportunities that are similar, there were a few that come to mind, particularly given that Canton is blessed with water resources. Um, many more water resources, you know, the river, the ponds, the reservoir, than other communities have. And it just struck me that one of the projects that has come before us, and I'm not you know, talking about that project per se, but it's the revitalization of what's, um, oh gosh, what's the name of it? Uh, the Elizabeth, is it Elizabeth? Um, uh, Wentworth? Wentworth Recreation um, Area, better known as Bolivar Pond, but in the vision for that space, it's really the combination of open space, preservation, um, uh, recreation, um, uh, you know, biking, walking, Link hiking. There was linkage. There was linkage mm -hmm. and there was an opportunity to do something big, but also, um, and something big that is, is never going to be funded on an yeah. annual basis out of our municipal budget. So something likely. big, but that checks multiple that boxes. That checks multiple boxes mm -hmm. that, that has that kind of linkage. Yeah. Um, so those are just my observations and uh, mm -hmm. thank you for letting me go through those. If I can go. Um, the, my big takeaway, and maybe because it's the waterfront, you know, like Earl House, New, New House, mm -hmm. Ball of the Pond, there were um, like 19, I don't know whether that was percent of people said they were interested in expanding our current like parks. Well, 18 wanted more water recreation, which to me is canoeing. Mm -hmm. Like the town used to have canoeing lessons. Yeah. I took them when I was when we were little, when we were in grade school. You know, we were out at Balga Pond taking canoeing lessons, even at sailing lessons. I mean, so I mean, I think we need to kind of 
try to like look for a project that will revital use both those areas because I feel like the, a lot of people really want it. They're underused. They're underutilized. Absolutely. What, what's interesting about that too, in, in both projects actually, we're providing access to areas that are inaccessible today. So in the case of you know the Wentworth project, creating that path between Bailey Street over uh, to Bolivar would have opened up a whole new uh, experience for, for individuals. And then when you think about the project that conservation brought in last year, which we, we didn't fund, the acquisition of that property would have been access to Glen Echo. Um, oh, it would have been awesome. But, but again, it's beautiful you know, down there. in both cases those projects weren't quite ready for prime time right. and the price tags, in one case we didn't know what the price tag was at all, in the second one it didn't even seem real relative to the, the effort. So this might be the year where one or both of those projects may appear again and be really well thought out so that we can open those up because it's clear that people people want them. And the area, that whole area up on that other side of the lights, the Glen Echo area, the York Street yeah. area, that whole are so underserved. Right. I mean, there's no... Well, that's what people, you know, that's the other thing we've yeah. heard recently is, uh, I don't remember what forum it was, but where people from York Street said, uh, we feel like we're in another town. No services come to us. We don't get heard on, on this side. What do we? There's no playgrounds no up playground. there. No playgrounds. No Zero up there. on there's that whole. No, it's there's like there's no sewerage, right? There's, yeah. You know, like, they don't get municipal services. It's like there. the town stops at that light at Randolph and 138. Right. There's no sidewalks. Yeah. So it's a major street. That is in the reading of the tea leaves in terms of this. Okay, so there's this other underserved part of the community that needs some. And, and that's what I think our job to, is to do, is to read the tea leaves, because this is one input, and, and we have to bring everything we know about the town um, and the way that we can spend dollars and leverage other resources in order to accomplish CPA goals. Just a point, uh, I think Mass Highway is doing Randolph Street up to the up to York Street for sidewalks on one side for the... For the Regional school. So they're getting sidewalks the, anyway. Huh? They're getting sidewalks. Oh, we've been yeah, talking right, yeah. about that for so <laughs> long at the traffic yeah. committee. Don't get to go to the rain. Don't go to We'll see. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, other comments? John? Uh, what I would say is I think you made a comment when we were sanctioning this uh, study about a year ago. And essentially, you, you've been on the committee with the three of you <laughs> have been on since the beginning, if yep. I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. And I think you made a comment to the effect of, you want to know if you've been doing it right. And the survey would tell you whether mm -hmm. you were doing it right, assuming we got a good cross-section of respondents from, that represented the community. And that was my big thing was, has the cross-section, or was it just a small group of people that were doing the most, you know, that were putting, not directly, but other parts of the community weren't responding. And uh, I, I think I agree. I, I think that um, if I look at it, right, and I made this comment at the last meeting and I just added it up, if you look at the number of responses related to active recreation projects, 318 responses were related to active recreation projects. At the last meeting, I think I showed that that was 14 pages of raw data copy. Um, by, by comparison, uh, when it asks about community housing, just the sheer number, forget about what the category, what they said was 62 and historic was 64. 
So by a magnitude of five times, give or take, the community has said that they would like to see um, active recreation projects and to a large extent, give or take, I think that's where the money has gone for mm -hmm. the last seven, eight years. Uh, so I don't disagree with anything that was said. I'm not sure I see anywhere in the data big audacious projects. Uh, it, it's not that My I, words. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. Um, we well, did discuss that Paul Revere was the biggest, most audacious project, and that was one of the first. So this committee has always been capable of doing bigger projects. Um, so um, I'm marginally curious as to how you got there from the data. Uh, but that aside, I think that um, what I mean by that is you don't need to necessarily share if you're not interested. But I do see a five-to-one ratio of recreation to other buckets, and I think that that is reflective of, I think, what I consider my seat here to be representing, you know, people that I'm friends with and know and I hear from in the community about what they want to see. Um, playgrounds, parks, munch rink, dog parks, all these things that were listed, ball fields, open space and, and, and recreation seems to be by far the dominant data point here just based on the number of respondents of people, as you say, that took the time. And then people watching at home soon will be able to see the summary that Allison put together um, that allowed me to tabulate that. But I think that's right. I think that, and when I think of just the words community preservation, uh, that's what I think about. Um, broken down playgrounds being repaired where there aren't budgets from the schools, um, hiking, walking, trails, you know, areas that allow the community to enjoy the community, essentially. Um, and not to say that the other areas aren't addressed. They're certainly addressed, and they've historically been addressed. But I think without doing much math on it, the magnitude of allocation, I think, is very reflective of what these 1,000 people said about what they'd like to see. Um, and I think to the extent that this committee uh, takes all this into consideration in, in updating the map in the, um, the community preservation plan, which is dated, and takes it into account in our deliberations, I, I think the community is well served by this, this survey. I think it was very well done and I think the data to me seems very accurate and as I like to say directionally correct that this is where the committee has been going. And frankly, what I learned over the years was that the committee goes in the direction where the applications come from as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't turn away the property that would have given access to uh, ECHO right. Right? Yeah. Uh, because we didn't like it. We, we, we turned it away because of the remarkable amount of complexity and uncertainty and expense associated exactly. with it. When you combine yeah. those together, it didn't rise to the occasion of eliminating other projects, right? right. That was a year right. where we had twice as many application dollars, and that one was the largest yep. of that surplus. So we had to make cuts someplace. So I, by I, my recollection, it wasn't a bias against right. access or bias against uh, open right. power. It was just there was so much uncertainty. Yeah, and so it was there was so a lot of questions on that site. Too, well, both too many. those projects, right. and we loved both of them. Remember mm -hmm. how difficult it was. And then we thought, all right, is there a way to provide support? And we've done this in the past, too. Um, a project came in, we sent it back for a study, and that was Town Hall, I think. project came in, it didn't quite 
fit right with our expectation of what this should cost. And had we allocated the money, that would have just sat there for a while. It, this was a wake-up call for Memorial Hall to use historic preservation dollars in, 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 and parlay that against other town meeting money so that they could get that project done. But the, the, the trail, uh, the Glen Echo, was a tough project for us because we just didn't know whether mm. the person was even going to sell it Correct. or we could time it pr appropriately. So that was a real tough one, I thought. Yeah. Lisa? Um, it's, uh, talking maybe about the plan going forward, the one area um, where the response pertaining to recreation um, impressed me that there was something new that in the last X number of years, we really haven't spent CPA dollars because we have spent them on trails, on playgrounds, on tennis courts, on um, lots of things that were mentioned, but biking. Um, there was quite a bit of, of uh, energy and enthusiasm around biking, um, and I do know that that's a complicated thing because right. it depends in part on whether our roads are suitable. Um, and it's not something that is exclusively within our power <laughs> to, to do. We really need to work with, you know, many other parts of the community and in some cases, you know, the state. But I'd like to see a reference and a potential, you know, future focus on biking show up somewhere in, uh, in the plan going forward. I think that's a good call out. What's interesting is in some communities, it's not the case here, unfortunately, but they look to rail trails right. and right. rail, and that's very difficult to fund through CPA because the railroad companies will only give you a lease, and so you can't buy a lease. You have to buy the property outright. So there's some talk about amending the CPA to allow uh -huh. it. I'm not sure it's going to happen, uh -huh. uh, but on the state level, that discussion. Now we don't have the ability to create, I mean, we don't have any railroads running through the town that aren't, are used. <laughs> <given you. laughs> so rail trail doesn't, doesn't necessarily apply. There's some beautiful ones in, around the state, though, the Lexington one, yeah, right. yes. one is I, I, I will say there was mention, and this is perhaps where coordination with the Master Plan Implementation Committee may be mm -hmm. beneficial, um, and it's unfortunate that, um, uh, you know, we, we were kind of set back um, uh, a little bit when uh, we lost our you know, former town planner, but one of the work items that I recall seeing um, was the open space and recreation like trail master plan. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's the correct term, the yes. trail master yes. plan. Yes. Which, that was pretty good. Which was very comprehensive and had very detailed maps of which I, you know, the, the maps identified um, potential trail areas, um, desirable connection points, um, and I think you know that may be a resource that this committee, you know, uh, uh, would uh, be wise to look at, particularly in light of Lisa's comment about the desire for for biking amenities, uh, because that showed in some of the maps um, where per, uh, perhaps um, what was the term rail um, like a rail with a trail like adjacent um, along the commuter line could be a potential area for study. Um, it also identified areas through town that were not like your typical rail trail, but um, rather they were utility easements mm -hmm. that were identified as desirable connection points, uh, which I know many other you know, community, I, I've biked in, in you know, other towns, other states where you, know, you would see you know, uh, uh, an easement for um, you know, high tension power lines, but that, that corridor is yeah. a great corridor yeah. for 
yeah. you know, um, yeah, uh, the for, bike path. for a biking path. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I think the, the work has been done already um, to identify where those areas of, of the town, and, and we are so fortunate that our town has you know, many areas that are undeveloped for recreation and for open space um, that could be potential future projects. And we also have you know, a new almost nine acres that's right. uh, to be yeah. you know, potentially considered, and that is the um, open space um, uh, that comes with the St. George's space um, that does have uh, a part of the property that's actually contiguous to the Galvin School mm -hmm. and nearby to, to Hanson. And so, you know, imagine if there was an opportunity for kids to bike to school yeah. uh, from some surrounding neighborhoods, mm -hmm. you know, off-road. Yeah. Mm -hmm which is also explicitly called out in our master plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's another point that we, we should be considering as well, is the St. Gerard's forums that are be coming up. Absolutely. Uh, uh, in February, February, March, is it? Uh, uh, well, right now there's an online survey that you can go to the website and take online. There is also an online forum scheduled, um, and I know there's a uh, a meeting scheduled, uh, I believe, on March 7th. Yes, March 7th in the high school cafeteria. Um, and um, I don't have the date for the online. I think forum. there's a forum too, and it's through the planning board, so I don't know the date on my head though, but it's coming up. It's uh, on the Canton Center redevelopment that's open to the public too. Um, the uh, online forum for the St. George's Reuse Committee is on March 13th. I need that. That's at 7 p.m. And the in-person uh, one is on March 7th um, in the high school cafeteria. But and what right, time is that? Part which the uh, March 7th at what time in the cafeteria? At 7 o'clock. That's in person. I'm going to try to make that one. Yeah, I mean, they're great opportunities for us to just listen mm -hmm. to the ideas that the public have. Absolutely. Now there was a proposal, I think it was last year, to put a $2 million um, what was it, a, it was a path that was going to lead to the, the new pool. That's the one. It was going right. to start. That's the Wentworth property. That's the Wentworth one. That's the one you're referring to. Yeah. From Bailey Street to Fowler. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but I think um, it's at least been uh, characterized by some as um, not merely a path, but a revitalization of that entire recreation center to encompass not just the town pool, but Bolivar Pond. So getting back to canoeing and kayaking and swimming lessons or whatever. So it's a much more expansive um, yeah, potential opportunity than a boardwalk, but certainly included. But John, John's right. Last year when it came in front of this committee, I believe it was scoped as just a path. Oh, right, a right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that was, yeah. if I recall, was something you were particularly um, supporting, and um, I think it was very difficult to get our heads around um, that price tag and that proposal. I don't think it was vetted as fully. There were, in mm -hmm. my opinion, yeah. not as many questions as the Glen Echo, but yeah. certainly a, a significant one. And the size of the project calls into question the challenges that, that would be there. Um, so I don't know if that's what you mean by a big audacious kind of project. Uh, uh, um, I, I am not commenting on the project itself. Mm -hmm. I know that it has been 
Um, that vision has grown um, since the one that came before us. And, and I remember seeing the how, post. How has it grown? I'm um, unaware of the growth of well, that vision. I remember seeing at the Canton Cleanup Day last spring, um, there were posters that were essentially visioning um, exercises of what a recreation center around all of that area of town might look like. It was a vision. Um, I mean, I'm, and, it. I mean, it was very much a work in process. They're, they're, Which group is that? The, the group that petitioned us. I thought it was an individual. But wasn't it part of the trails group, or uh, you know, I don't know for certain, and I don't want to get you know no, we hung up on that because I'm not I'm not pitching a particular idea mm. as much as a concept. Um, yeah, and I know, and I yeah. and well, a lot of that is the Paul Revere site. That was a big project, and people love it in town. People that don't live near there love it. People from out of town mention it. Right. So that's what I think. Like when right. you said that, that's what I thought. So if you did something like that down in Bob, it would have the same reaction. People yeah. just embrace that stuff. Yeah, particularly if it checks again, checks multiple boxes, right? Yeah. If it's one, you know, oh, let's make a trail. You know, that's that's one checkbox, right? But I yeah. think it sounds like. Um, and, and, you know, I, I do recall seeing, you know, that, that vision as well, that it's been expanded to, in, in, in the effort to check multiple boxes. Yes, yes. And who, who's expanding that vision? Who would be responsible for, uh, for that? You know, I think there are multiple people that have had a hand in it and... and uh, I think there's an ad hoc group that's just been yeah. always dreaming to put it together. They came before us. I'm sorry, I'm standing here because I have a leg cramp. Um, <laughs> 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 way too busy this weekend. Um, so I, there's a group. I will figure out who it is. You can look at the whoever applied last time. I think they're still vested in putting it together. I, I want to um, you know, uh, refocus us back to the community um, preservation plan because I think this this has been, you know, a, a, a very good discussion and exactly the type of um, you know feedback and takeaways and you know um, uh, from from our individual read of the survey results. And so I think in general, it sounds like we're all kind of saying the same thing, mm -hmm. right? Um, but for what we need to do with all these learnings, what we need to do is to update the preservation plan. And so I, I, I think some of what we covered as far as takeaways are already captured in, to some degree in the plan. Um, so I think the next step for us is to look at you know where are the where are the gaps right where are the um, parts of the existing plan that don't adequately reflect um, you know what we discussed as well as what can we you know further elaborate on you know perhaps there's already mention of recreation and open I haven't it's been a while since I've looked at it in detail um, but can we propose amendments? Can we propose amendments to the plan um, that, that you know effectively make it reflect all this feedback? I think that's this committee's next step. Can I just um, suggest that an alternative approach um, to taking our plan and adding amendments is, frankly, to take advantage of um, a new set of eyes, um, all your great writing skills. <laughs> and, and I'd almost suggest we, we start from a fresh piece of paper. Um, now, I'm not volunteering 
and I'm volunteering <laughs> you. <laughs> but I find it a lot easier mm -hmm. to give constructive input and editing suggestions, as I suspect you know other members of the committee might. If um, if you know, I mean, I, Allison, when I interviewed you, I said that this was going to be yeah, yeah. a big true. part of your role, you know, being the first author of, of this plan for this committee's review and approval and, mm -hmm. and socializing to different parts of mm -hmm. the groups that we represent. So I, I, I don't know, I wouldn't want to be tied to that, you know, the plan that we just kept editing mm -hmm. for, you know, X yeah. number of years. Um, I'm sorry, are you referring to edits? to the 2019 plan to start with new edits to the 2019 plan? Are you starting suggesting start a brand new? I'm, I'm suggesting start with a fresh piece of paper. Oh, well, I might give the counterpoint there. If we've been basically doing it correct all along and the plan was updated in 2019, uh, it's hard for me to see why we would throw away, you know, a really decent plan. It wasn't like the survey suggested everything was done incorrectly. In fact, there's a lot of consensus that it was done correctly. And there's a lot of good information in this plan, which I, I downloaded shortly before our meeting here. It's a pretty comprehensive uh, assessment. Um, it, it was very <coughs> comprehensive, and I'm, um, I'm, you know, with other committee members, very proud of the effort. Um, because of the way it was put together, um, we had contributions from each of the various, you know, the housing authority mm -hmm. stakeholder groups. It had different levels of specificity. It had different voices. Mm -hmm. It had, in some mm -hmm. cases, different tones. Yeah, yeah. It was abundantly clear that it wasn't yeah. a sort of a common That's voice right. or That's author. Right. So I'm not suggesting for a moment that there was anything wrong with it or that we somehow throw it out. It's it's. Yeah, the, I, you know, just that we, we, we... Are you suggesting we throw it out and start with a fresh piece of paper? Uh, it was just a suggestion that we start with a fresh piece of paper, although clearly one of the uh, important inputs has got to be the plan that we had in right, place. Right, I, I wouldn't, right. you know, yeah, no, I was, it. I, I, I was um, questioning that approach um, when you first um, said it, but... Uh, you, you, you triggered my memory, which is the way the um, previous plan, or the most recent plan, um, had been revised over the years. I now recall that the, the manner in which feedback was captured was vastly different than what we did this, this past year through the survey. But, um, so I can understand that. But I don't more. think it's any, I think it's actually good to have the additional data. Um, for one thing, I shared some of this data back on the historical pillar and said what we're getting out of this is accessibility, Native American, um, Paul Revere heritage, acquisition of artifacts. There's this whole thing that sort of came out of that as bright line. Now let's comment back in when we're given the opportunity to send what we think are in tandem the priorities that are connected to the governance part of the community. We're the governance section, the com historical commission, let's say. I think the same thing would, would, would go before school committee, would go before recreation, would yeah. uh, go before uh, housing and say, now here's some more data you didn't have before. Mm -hmm. You didn't know what people were looking for these things. What's your response? Because at the end of the day, Somebody still, doesn't matter what the projects are, somebody has to own the projects. So we can sort of dream of these great, big, audacious projects, but unless somebody's willing to put it in and carry it, and that somebody is usually these commissions, is usually these committees. 
you know, nine times out of ten, it's not the private entities. In fact, we've only had a handful of private entities, the society, the church, and maybe one other, I, I, I don't know, uh, the... But maybe we're, we're not saying different things because I would still go to all the stakeholder groups and say, talk, yeah. you know, give us yeah. what you want the plan to include from your perspective. But then we have essentially one author that incorporates all of that. Well, you're talking about voice, though. Yeah, oh, I'm talking about, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And which is why I, I I wouldn't take the document and just keep marking no, it up. No, but I agree all. with John. I think there's a lot of oh, it's baseline very, stuff. Sure, it's very rich. It's right, right. really good yeah. and then carries forward, yeah. and it is. If you don't. Yeah, I would throw it out. No, um, no not at all. And just, I suggested that, and that was not my intent. We just completed a project of revising the rules and procedures that govern the committee because they were deficient. We redlined the document, mm -hmm. just like any update to any document. <clears throat> Authors contributed and redlined, and we ended up with a new document because we didn't dismiss everything that was true in the past. We just needed updating because of the growth and complexity. Um, I think that's what needs to be done here. Um, this, company, this, this committee's been functioning very effectively and very accurately, as it turns out, if we use the respondents this survey to, to define accuracy in terms of, generally speaking, the desired projects. Um, so I, I'm not sure what starting with a blank sheet of paper would accomplish where all of this, you know, wonderful, rich copy that's in here that defines it um, you know, already does such an adequate job. Uh, I would propose that for the next meeting, somebody, all of us, be asked to review it and provide comments on what we think is missing or what might be dated to begin with. That would seem like a logical way to approach an updated plan. But can we get to those committees again? That, because that's what the voice that's yeah. missing. Yeah. Right. Well, we what I'm wondering we is, gone back. Those committees yeah. have changed in some cases. They the question is, focus may have and I apologize. The question is, what's the order, what's the right order of operations? Because in the past year, year, past years when we've updated this, we did not have the benefit of this rich, you know, community um, you know, uh, feedback. So, do we, as as John and kind of where I was originally going, was um, do we review, now that we've already discussed and kind of have general agreement on what the takeaways are from the survey response, do we then go in and identify, you know, and propose amendments, then take it to the committees um, and various, you know, departments to get their thoughts, or do we flip the order around? I, I say flip the order. Yeah, around. I do too. I think they need access to this data because we need to pull that from them as well. They need to reflect on it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're just telling them what projects we think are valuable based on one set of data without their input. Unfortunately, we don't have anybody from Parks and Recreation to do that now. Okay, but we will. Uh, Ken, yeah, we will. Kendall's not here for the school committee. Uh, who else is on? Conservation. Conservation. And these are three really important yeah, stakeholder groups mm -hmm. that haven't yeah. participated in this conversation. Yeah. Are they? But they were on the committee. Are they on our committee? Yeah, yeah, they're on yeah, the committee. Kendall's yeah. just out right. tonight, but you know, yeah. should be back, and and we'll have to get a new rep from Rec. But if you think about it, the schools and the Rec and conservation that's, are they the that's biggest sixty percent of the chunk. That's yeah, the yeah, chunk, yeah. Right? probably so more. We need their input. We need their input, and we need the input of their respective boards, boards right. that they are representing. Yeah. They're not representing their personal, yeah. you know, views as much as right, right. Yeah. You know, 
Okay. But in, in order to package it, this high-level documents that we've got should go to each of the stakeholder groups identified in the CPA bylaw in Canton. We, we all have a stakeholder group identified in the, the bylaw proper mm -hmm. and figure out through the representative how to get that in front of them. Right. And it may be different for different groups. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that sounds like our, our next step. Okay. And just so I'm clear, I'm a little confused. What what you're saying is essentially you want feedback from each of the committees, the eight committees that make up the eight representatives besides the at-large seat that I hold, Based. to provide feedback in this community preservation plan. Is that correct? On their portion. That's required anyway. Yeah. That's that's part of why they're here. The individuals bring this back to the traffic it back to the committee and say, this is what we think are the priority the priorities to the CPA. But what they don't have today is the benefits of the study, the the Goldston Goldston? Goldstein. Goldstein, sorry. They're the benefits of, of all that work product. Once they have that, then they can reflect, like the planning board, for instance. If you had that, would it help you form what you think are priorities based on the open space and the development plans? Yes. That you've, so you don't. Yes. Have if that. I could give that to the other planning board members, right. and then have them go home and at our next meeting say, you can say, okay, now you've heard from the public and your own broad knowledge, what are the priorities for open space? Right. You can do that rather than us do that for them because you know there's only you know we're representing our own our own silos. I mean you're lucky your part is done because <laughs> you have the public input um, but but we have to make sure that there's another piece. Yeah but I think I think you know John you've always spoken for the you know the, the, the greater good I, I, it's really refreshing to hear mm -hmm. the views on you know your takeaway based on looking at the lens of what we've approved in the past and what people said I thought that was really quite well said, and, uh, and I also believe in the power of town meeting, that all we do is rep represent what came before us as plans. We don't really have any power beyond that. It's town meeting that ultimately decides that. And I know it's only 200 people, but it's the mechanism, right? It's yeah. sort of what yeah. it is. Um, and I think this is going to be a good year. I think there's going to be some great projects. So I'm still a little confused. So you want, I'm sorry, I'm just, long day. You want so each committee. You want all eight committees to give feedback that gets in incorporated into the updated plan. Well, it's a, it's a hybrid of what we did before, yeah. actually. And, as you said, don't throw away the plan. So if we're going to update the plan, they should provide input based on this as, as, as additional data points. That's what we get this. We didn't make up any of this. All those committees sent us yeah, that, their priorities. That was a process. That's the process. It sounds like someone needs to put a schedule together to gather all that input. <laughs> mm. right, each of us each of us have monthly meetings with our, our mm -hmm. like the housing authority has a monthly meeting. I'll bring it up. I'll bring this up. Bring up the old the old plan and make ask for suggestions on how to improve it. And how do they provide those suggestions? At a meeting. It's written, At a meeting, it's and our regular, it'll be part of an agenda. But you, we yeah. had a written response yeah. back. Yeah. From the committee. From the yeah. committee, yeah. Oh, great. So then those responses will come back here and we'll review. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Generally, they're incorporated in the plant at that point, unless they're glaring. That's how they. Get the other way it was sometimes done is that the administrator actually went to the meeting, made of these respective stakeholder groups, made a presentation, and took notes of sort of live input, yeah. and then that was incorporated into the plan that she authored. Mm -hmm. um, but that's how we got some of the bulleted items that are right. in there. If yeah. you see bullets. Which that, way did you guys like it? Like, how did you think it worked best? Well, I, I remember going to the school committee. We did the, we, we all did a roadshow. We all we all took a group that wasn't ours, as I recall, at one point early on. We we made presentations to groups that weren't the ones that we represented, right, right. and then got their feedback. Um, I like that because it was sort of hearing from the variety of other stakeholders. I mean, you know what you know, but you know, but but I also don't think this should be drawn out because we're going to need this. Yeah. We certainly need it by. October 27th, <laughs> but also we need it sooner because, yeah, because, because these, the full they need to, there's a section right. in the application that says, you know, where, you know, what does your project speak to with respect to right. the community preservation plan? So it behooves us to have this done, you know, certainly sometime. In Sounds like June. we need a schedule to get yeah, the feedback. I keep saying it. I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. How do we develop a schedule to get this feedback? And what you're saying is the 2019 plan does not incorporate this feedback or it does incorporate it this feedback? It was looser. But you did it before though. So uh, yeah, well the, the massive one was the first one. That oh. was the one. And then we asked for updates. And, yeah. mm -hmm. Remember we sent yeah. them their sections back. Do you have any updates, mm -hmm. errors, omissions, new things? So I'm going to want to pull the section, okay. Their sections, yeah. 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 So, so if I could ask Allison to, you know, sort of divvy it up and assign the, the sections to each member. And then, you know, we'll kind of take it back to our respective uh, committees and um, collect that feedback. So I think, you know, I, I, it sounds like, given the, the fact that many of our committees you know, are meeting regularly every month, um, we should have some discussion at our next meeting, um, you know, to, to start reviewing that. I think it seems to me that it's reasonable to get it to the, the, the next meeting is what March and April to leave ourselves and then try to figure out if we can c complete this by May and June. Then we're done. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. That's to two me. rounds of edits. Mm -hmm. That's that's a round for a draft and a round for a final, and, yep. and then we're done and out of it. And that gives people. Um, July and August for anybody who's still wandering around with pre-apps, mm -hmm. and it gives them July, August, September, and October for anybody who's actually already in the full-on application. It gives them four months to find the, the touch points in the plan that help resonate mm -hmm. with their project. But I don't know, what do you think? Is it too much time? Not enough? Sounds like we need a schedule to get all this feedback. Well, I just sort of laid something Yeah, the out. May. Yeah. I like the yeah. May, because... Our next meeting is Wednesday. Yeah, but you guys have a full agenda already set. Yeah, we already have our full agenda, life. so I mean, I've got to give it till next. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, you have to give them some time to look at it. You know, my meeting's tomorrow night. I'll get it distributed tomorrow night, and hopefully get feedback next month from everybody. Why don't we work to create the schedule? Okay. It sounds like a great idea. Based on based on a delivery, <laughs> backing off a delivery in June. Mm -hmm. Does that seem fair? Yeah. Yes. I, I, would, I wouldn't rush it. 
It's been four years since this was done and an extensive survey of the entire town and that took 10 months to review. So I, I would try to stick to a schedule and get the feedback. Um, yeah, I might as well do it right. I agree. It's been long enough. Always, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. You have a particular schedule in mind? Yeah. No, I don't uh, because I'm still a little confused, but don't mind me. I'll, I'm sure it'll get cleared up in time. Okay. Yeah. Do you have, like, what's the main confusion point, though? Yeah. You mean going back to committees uh, and asking for input, or? It just seems like there's a lot of consensus between Sean and Lisa and George and John and um, on an issue I was totally unaware of. Mm. Well, yeah, it's uh, a so that's one yeah. phase of confusion. Yeah. There's multiple phases of confusion well, yeah. that I'm experiencing. I will say that <laughs> the reason, the reason there is consensus is because this was the process in the past. Oh. That's why, you know, this, this process of, you know, going back and soliciting the feedback of each of the committees. Well, then there must have been a process to gather the information. It was. There the was. only thing that was that's missing the part that's was confusing. a consultant to go well, and talk to the entire community. But mm -hmm. we did talk to the community. We just didn't have the benefit of a consultant to put them together in workshops to put them together in idea boards, to put them together in a survey. Those elements, other than the idea boards, we, we didn't have all that. We didn't have a professional guiding the intake of a community session. So what we have now is the benefit of all the original boards and material and giving that to them so that they can reflect upon it. Do you see the point of what, what we did with the survey work the boards don't have all that yet, so how can they opine on what the, um, you know, what the priorities are going to be for them? And, and I think, as it was stated a little earlier, most, not all, of the projects come from the school committee, come from the right. historical uh, commission, come from Parks and Rec. These groups are actually the project sponsors, and so they have. Um, a lot to say in terms of the identification of either short or longer term priorities for a community preservation plan. Mm -hmm. And indeed, according to the bylaw, we're all supposed to represent the interests of those committees and boards. Yep. Capital planning. You know. That's right. Um, yes. Just to break in, um, not to interrupt the discussion, but um, I do have a couple things for topics not reasonably anticipated. So okay. I, just, I want everyone to. Shall we? Do we want to set some dates for first? I think it would be a good idea to set some dates. Yeah, we're I in. heard. I heard June. We're in for delivery. For, for, now, for delivery. For delivery. So if we did uh, April, the April meeting, is that enough time for everybody, or do you want to go to May? If we did what? You have feedback from the. Oh, the, the groups. I think we, we should reasonably be able to get, they, they usually need on two-week cycles, so are you mm -hmm. monthly or just? Monthly. Monthly. You're monthly. Yeah. You're two-week cycles. Yeah, most of the time. All right. Historicals as needed. School committee is two-week cycles. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Um, two weeks. So, you know, it just seems to me that I, I would propose that March we... The, to the degree that it's you know feasible, um, we try to with our respective committees get that feedback um, for next month for March. 
Um, it won't happen, Mike. Yeah, okay. yeah it's not going to happen. That's why, said, that's why I said April. Okay. April. April, yeah, April okay. makes more sense. Okay. But I don't, I don't want everyone to come in on April if any particular oh, yeah, could okay. have it ready yeah, sure. in March. The cycle just doesn't work for me with yes. the meeting yeah. tomorrow night. Under, understood. Yeah. understood. Yeah, I'm the same boat. So what's the done. April meeting date? We haven't set an April oh. meeting date. <laughs> Whatever that is, I think. Yeah, it seems okay. to me that's reasonable. Yeah, so, that makes sense. So, hope, so what you're saying is hopefully some will have results in March, but that everyone should by April. Correct. Right. Yeah, I have a historical commission meeting this Thursday. We can bring it up Thursday and we work it on and you might be able to have it next month. Yeah, I'm going to bring mine up too yeah. so that they were aware. But, and, yeah. You're tomorrow Perhaps. or next week? Uh, you know, not, uh, someone this week communicate Wednesday. to the missing members. Yes. Yeah, so I, I actually think, Allison, yeah. if you could take the action item to um, just for each member, you know, including those who are absent, um, basically send out the plan, the current plan, and identify their section um, you know, to, go, to gather feedback on. Who should I send it to for Parks and Rec? We'll have to. to the chair. Who's the chair? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Tyler? No, no, no. He's the employee. Oh. Staff, well, chair of the commission. Um, here, I'll look it up. Do we want to propose some March dates while you're looking that up for our next meeting? March what? Uh, March dates. Uh, for the oh, I think said March 8th. No, March dates. March dates. Yeah, I mean, like I swear I can't hear. Might be March 6th. Um, Monday, uh, March 6th. That's okay with me. That's good with me. Yeah. That works with me. Okay. 3 6. Wait, John? John? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, I think that's, um, I think it's okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I might say though, it does seem a little soon. It's only three weeks. Um, it, I think if we went to the 13th, it would give. I don't know the schedule of all the committees, but just thinking logically, if we're looking for all the feedback by April, it would be helpful if we got some of the feedback by March, which might suggest we push the March date just a little bit to give more time to get that feedback. That's just. It's me thinking out loud. That mm -hmm. might serve us better. And I, I may or may not be here, but that's fine. I have a conflict on the 13th. Yeah, I have a conflict as well on the 13th. Mm. I try to leave the first Monday free. On the 20th, though. Well, if what I said makes sense, then I think the 20th makes sense. It just gives more time, and then the April meeting would there's a better chance of hitting that deadline. That, that's, that works fine for me, the 20th? 20th of March. Yeah. 7 p.m. here, if we can get the room. If we can get the room, yeah, to be determined. <coughs> I will try to keep mine open. I've still got a schedule of one vacation. Have a couple oh, I haven't done yet. Yeah, so just a, a few things that have come up recently, uh, like the past couple days. Um, so the first one is um, that um, Sean and John had asked me to <coughs> 
come up with a, uh, a property ownership form. So there had been some discussion in the committee about making sure that if the project sponsor was not the same as the property owner, that there were proper permissions in place. Um, so uh, I created a form, but I just wanted to get a little feedback on if, you know, what we feel like it needs. So aside, obviously, we need the information for the project and the sponsor. And then we need the information, the owner's name, address, you know, all the owner's contact info, and then a statement, you know, I, property owner, I'm the legal owner of property name or item located at location of land or where property is stored. I hereby authorize the sponsor to act as an agent on my behalf in applying for community preservation funding for fiscal year 2025 for the project, project name. Um, what else do we feel like is needed for this form? Sorry, just should the location be the assessor's map? The, 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 uh, the, uh, whatever the assessors do it. Yeah, Judge. it's a map and parcel. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, so it's taken right from something we already had, right? So, yeah, so un, under project location, street address, and then the second line is map and parcel. Oh, okay, I didn't see it. Yeah, and that's, and that's on the application. That's there. I, the, the issue that I have is that back section because these all have to be public projects, right? Yes. Yes. So this is always going to be the town of Canton. Right. Well, well, what's always the person who signs this, say it's Steve Marshall signs it on behalf of the schools, he's not the legal owner of the property. Town of Canton is the legal owner. I see so it's saying. you know, there's a little disconnect between this language and the reality of mm -hmm. right. You know, like, well, I mean the the only I'm thinking of the church, for instance. The church could fill this out, but if that was a rare that was yeah. It's very rare. Yeah. Not St. George's, but the first parish. Um, the steeple, right? Yeah, the steeple, steeple project. Right. But pretty much all the other projects have to have a public use attached to them, and including that one did have a public use because we got a preservation restriction out of it. Excuse me, so, sorry to interrupt. How did this originate as an issue that's current? Was it because to people would bring in a project unbeknownst to, let's say, the school committee, and say, "We're going to put a slide." Example, but I think it was the pickle, I think it was the pickleball. That's what pickle I was thinking about. Yeah, that was another one. Ball. The other yeah. one was the Kennedy School. Yeah, yeah. Kennedy. that was the first one. The yeah. Kennedy, Kennedy School, school bathrooms. Kennedy School bathrooms. Yeah. Were they it was the a, first. Yeah. A, a, a well intentioned, you know, yeah. but they, they didn't own the property, so they they weren't. And the, the schools didn't know anything about the project. So this is a way to to weed out the ideas, like the pickleball one, and say this is a great idea, but you got to go find a sponsor. You can't sponsor this. Does the Recreation Commission give permission to use this land? St. Gerard's, for instance, mm -hmm. if that was the case. Yeah. So you do need that sign-off, otherwise you get too far down the pipe. Well, in an instance where, um, you know, and, and I understand that, that St. Gerard's could be the exception, but potentially there could be you know, additional similar um, situations whereby Especially if there's open space recreation opportunities and a lot, you know, a property comes on the market, like we saw with Glen Echo, right? Right. I think this would be an appropriate form, right? You know, to, to get that private Maybe it's property. It's an addendum on. that has to come in after we see a pre-app that we could issue the addendum, which is a sign-off on the ownership issue, if it's an ownership issue or a committee issue. Mm -hmm. Remember the residents came in. I don't know if you guys were here when they came in on Sherman Street because they were worried about encroachment by a developer and wanted to find money to buy a property. 
but they they were not fit to put in an application. Remember right. this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Private because property. private property and private right. people. Right. And they just thought they could get a grant to go ahead and buy this. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So you sort of, this might be very helpful to have as an appendix mm -hmm. to those projects that come in to make sure that the committee or the owner, or in this case, or the town of Canton, is aware that people have put in a project that affects their property. I, I almost think that you need to be sensitive to any pre-act that comes in um, to then ask the question, if it's not abundantly clear, the pre if, if the application is not by the school committee for a school committee property, um, but to always be alert to whether or not the project proponent has control. Now, in some cases, people don't know whether a piece of property is controlled by CONCOM or the select board or the school committee. Um, but you've got to go back to the proponent and say, show me evidence. Um, uh, that the control whoever the controls the property is um, uh, a, a co-sponsor yeah. or is permitting you to act, you know, as an agent. So but, but it may be this language, but it may be a little different yeah. depending on the circumstances. What you described, it sounds like what this form is intended to do. It, it is, but it may not be precisely that language. Right, as right. Yeah, it's not a property well, owner. What would you call it? But it could be. That's it could what I'm be. It, it could, could be a property. I mean, the town of Canton owns a property. Well, not necessarily. If it's a private property owner who is, like, they perhaps want to explore a possible project. A path cutting That's through That's true. Through then, the, and what we're doing in this application is acquiring an easement, which mm -hmm. you can do right. under the CPA. Yeah. You can acquire an yeah. easement. Yeah. Then yes. Wouldn't then this be work. appropriate? Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Maybe can we just tool this language a little bit? Maybe mm -hmm. we can do this offline. And, and I'm pretty sure. We oh, I thought this was for. So just now, I'm now I'm confused. So this. So take the Kennedy School bathrooms. Right. Somewhere on that sheet, the school committee has to sign off yes, on that it. that didn't happen. It didn't happen. And that didn't happen. Well, and that's what you're trying to... We alerted and said, hey, you don't own this. You can't do this. And they said, well, who can? If it's a school committee. The school committee says, all right, we'll sponsor. But sometimes they've been reluctant to do that, too, because they've got other priorities. commitments and priorities. So it would be good to know that they're going to sign on and carry that particularly the school committee projects, because they have to run the financial procurement is huge, and they have to run the procurement part of it, and they have not always been thrilled. So do you want me to just email this out to all of you so you can take a look at it, and then maybe at the March yeah. meeting we can, yeah, we can give you some discuss it? Yeah. yeah. Is that sounds good. Uh, just sounds I good. think it's 90% there. We're just going to figure that last paragraph out. Again, you guys seem very familiar with this, and I've been on here three years. I'm seeing a brand new form, so no. But we no, talked about this no, at a meeting don't. a couple months ago. Most oh. of this form is actually already in the application. Yeah, with the, we did talk about this in meeting. This back piece letting. Yeah, so yeah. These this are, is a new form. This is a, this this was copy pasted directly from the application, and then um, for for this was just. Uh, expanding a little bit on the information of the owner like for instance on the application it says you know who's the property owner but you know we might want to contact them directly so now it's asking for the owners um, information um, and then this was you know, sort of an affidavit there yeah that's the part that's new that's new. that I'm yeah. referring to and, yeah, she and, just added that, but we talked about needing yeah. it. I because ultimately a few meetings ago, I remember. Yes, yeah, we, well, yeah. we did talk about it. It was so. Um, I think you had all voted to add um, 
I have to look it up on the application, something that says, like, you must attach proof of property owner support for this project. Yeah. So that could be, I guess the goal would be, that could be a written statement. That could be something else. Or it could be this form. Right. Okay. Um, I think is the... What I, my impression. I mean, the, the, the goal is clear. The goal is clear. You know, yeah. we, we don't yeah. want projects to be coming in front of us where they don't have permission of the, of the land. I, I get yeah. that. So Let's this see. is a requirement at the pre-app stage to get through pre-app. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Because I'm thinking if the Wentworth project came through and it crossed two pieces of private property mm -hmm. and we approved it and then the private property owner says, mm, they're crossing through my land, yeah. go so, around. Can't go around because it's wetland. Then that project has is, is been, right, 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 been right. Uh, frustrated to a point where it can't move forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we can fix this. Sorry, two other things. Okay. Uh, one is um, just got notification today that the... Uh, the Warner Trail uh, design study. Um, so it turns out there was a grant, and the they got the grant, and um, was the hike, bike, and walk committee got the grant. Uh, correct. Yeah. And they got a grant for the study, mm -hmm. and the grant so it was fifty thousand dollars in CPA funds, but it was also fifty thousand dollars from the grant, and it turned out that the grant money had a deadline and had to be used first. So. As of just a few weeks ago, all funds that had been spent from the CPA for the Warner Design study uh, came back to the CPA, and oh, so so it is a full fifty thousand still available now. Um, but I got an email today confirming that the study is closed; it's done. So, and you know, I just said you know, and just to make sure we're clear that you know any funds that were applied for for the study can't be used for the actual work. You'd have to put in a new application right, right, for that. Right. So I know. Do you want to just vote on that closing now, or should I put it in the agenda for March? Is the fifty Munis shows fifty thousand dollars in that account? Correct. So it had been. It was down to like. I want to say it had been. It was. It was somewhere in the thirty thousands ish range, I think. Um, but now it's back up because all money got put back in because they because took the, the money from the grant. Correct. So, so they they haven't. There's so it's full fifty thousand available. But I got an email from the contact saying the project's closed. That's right. It only cost fifty grand to do. Yeah, well, that was the total cost oh, wow. of, yeah. for the study. Oh. All right, so we should close the, close the uh, one yeah. study. I make a motion that we closed the Warner design study so that the $50,000 that was allocated originally for the study can come back into the CPA funds. Second. I'll second. Into the general fund available for any project, to be clear. It goes, well, it goes back to whatever funding came out. Yeah. If it came out of open space, it goes back to open space. Yeah. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. 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 But, but, oh, well, we don't know, though. We have to go back and look at how it was appropriated. Mm -hmm. Maybe we want to know that before we vote on it. Well, I don't actually like. I was going to abstain because I'd like to know that the the committee who was doing the work, I don't know who did it. Was no, it's Debbie Debbie Stein is mm -hmm. the one you talked about. She mm -hmm. she was the sponsor of it. Yeah, and, uh, and Debbie. I, I'm, and Debbie's I'm, fine with us just closing yes. it out. Yeah, but but we don't have any discretion. I mean, the law requires that. Um, if it was allocated from open space, it goes back to open space. If it was originally allocated from undesignated funds, it goes back to. Um, that's just. Uh, that's the accounting for this. It's, it's and not. The answer all. is in town meeting in the warrant. It's in the warrant. Yeah. yeah. However, the vote. Was taken. So I, I got an email. The. Um, oh, it's from Debbie. Correct. Oh, Debbie I, sent an email oh, with yeah. the reports that were you know that 
you know, we have the reports from that were done from the, the study mm -hmm. and says uh, the warrant check feasibility study is completed. Okay. Well, then so, so, so uh, hang on, I just want to be crystal clear because that basically is um, stating clearly that the grant money that they received was sufficient to fully complete that study and that none of the 50000 allocated from CPA is needed for this project anymore? That, that is what I took from this um, and what, it matches what I've heard from accounting. Um, I sent an email to, I responded to this email to Debbie saying, okay, great, I'll bring that to the committee to, to you know, close the project. Mm -hmm. And I didn't hear anything back, but that was fairly recent, so. Uh, given that this 50,000, that there's no urgent need to close out and, and recover this 50,000, I would uh, recommend that we um, confirm that with Debbie. Before, okay. before I withdraw my motion. <laughs> Can you send that report to us as well? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, okay, and then the last thing is um, so it, on May 20th, um, actually at the Paul Revere Heritage site, there's going to be the Canton Heritage Festival again this year. And one of the aspects of it is the community tent where local uh, nonprofits and committees and such uh, can reserve a table or a booth space to advertise and connect with the local community. Um, and as you know, it was discussed earlier tonight, and as I put in my summary that CPA education is really needed, um, I'd like to put forth to the committee the idea of the CPA having a table at the festival uh, with maybe you know some signs, you know, some here's what your dollars have been going to, and you know the site you're on right now is you know paid for by CPA and kind of stuff like that. So um, I'm looking for committee approval and maybe a committee member who wants to um, do some of the legwork. I, I can do all the prep stuff and I can make the signs and everything, but I can't be the one manning the table because I'm running the whole festival. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I will be there, so I'm happy to spend a couple of hours at the table. Mm -hmm. And I would just suggest that in addition to the, this is what the money is gone, for, that we have some illustrations about these are the kinds of things that can be funded these are examples of things that are not permitted to be funded just because some people mm -hmm. like visuals but I'm happy yeah. to sign up for a couple of hours um, what's the date on that Alice? Saturday May 20th May I will not be here second annual Canton Heritage Day okay. I'm going to be in South Carolina what time is this 10 to 3 Great last year, thank you. Okay, so that's not something that needs a, a vote or anything. This community's just okay, you know, I'll reserve your table. Yeah. Okay, and I'll, um, is there, when it comes to, you know, if, if I get, you know, big diagrams or, you know, signs, visual stuff for the table, um, what's, how does that work with, getting approval for specific expenditures, I mean, like a poster printed? How does that yeah, the, um, part of the administrative budget. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right, but do I need to get specific permission for 
each specific expenditure or amounts over a certain. Do you want a budget, a, a number? Or do you want to vote? Three no, I just well. I mean, like I know for for another group that I'm, you know, that I do some things for, you know, it's like okay, anything under a hundred dollars, there's discretion, but over a hundred, get mm -hmm. approval from this person just so that it's got a couple of eyes on it. Um, so I was just wondering if it's how like you know if you're gonna how much is our administrative budget outside five percent so no, but how much do we have in the bank? Um, so anything not spent in the administrative budget each year goes back into general. I know, but the budget includes your salary. Yes. What else is there in addition to that for monies? Um, in terms of what like expenses? No, what number? Do we yeah, have $2,000? There's, there's a buffer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I mean, for instance, so in, in past years, um, like I can tell you for, I think it was, actually, you know what, I can tell you right here that, um, like, last year, I believe, I mean, for fiscal year 22, I think it was like 38000 or whatever, and then only twenty four ended up being spent for administrative. Um, so, it, it, the administrative—they've never spent the full amount in the budget. But anything not spent goes back into general funds, so it's not like there's a savings account of specific administrative funds. I mean, would the committee support an expense of not more than three hundred dollars for any collateral in support of public well, information? Yeah. Well, where do we draw the ten thousand for Jen Goldson? Out of that. Account. Out of that. Yeah. Yeah. That was out of. Yeah, that, so I'm yeah. just thinking. Yeah, collateral is it's not terribly yeah, expensive. You're talking about printing sense. and posters and right. foam foam yeah. board. Yeah. I mean, to educate yeah. the community okay. on With, yeah. exactly. how their money's being spent. I think yeah. it's awesome. Up to three hundred dollars. Up to three hundred dollars. Yeah. So that was a motion. Yeah. Seconded. All in favor. Aye. 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 For anything else? For any collateral needed for public ed education. Uh, yeah. Anything else in your mouth set? Um, so, George, you made the motion. Sorry, who seconded oh, it? I okay, yeah, then I'm all set. Junior did. We have a motion to adjourn. So, so. second. I was going to make a motion to increase the 300 bucks oh, for educating, <laughs> the, whole, for educating the whole community. It just come back. I don't know. Too, it's I, been too long a day. I'm too slow. I can't, <laughs> I can't keep pace, so I'll make a motion to adjourn for the evening. There you go. I'll second. Thank you. All in favor. Aye. 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 Thank you. She come back. That was great. <laughs>